Hey, so this is Greg from the future. Um, as I'm editing this podcast to go up, it's now April 7th. I don't even remember when we recorded this podcast, but I'm pretty sure it was in February. And I just realized that I don't know where our intro files went. So you'll hear me mention the fact that there's going to be an intro in like the next 20 seconds, but there definitely isn't an intro for this episode. So sorry for that. And also, I'll reiterate it, even though I also mention it. It's a little rough because it is our first podcast and I definitely think I talk too much. But enjoy, and hopefully you're here for three or four episodes from now where it actually starts to take on form and get better. Bye. What do you call this movie? Dirt. Yeah, which is kind of... I don't know why I keep thinking it's called I mean, it's like... It's a... It's a false name that's representative of what the movie was like, which is dirt. Well, yeah, but they're also in the dirt a lot because I guess it's an archeological dig. Well, they're digging, which is dig. why it's called the dig. Yeah. So, but in my mind, I'm like, oh, dirt. Okay. Um, yeah. What did you think? Give me your honest thoughts. I mean, I well, guess we that's should... the whole point of this. Okay, but we should talk about the viewing experience because we BT want... Dubs, this was probably already mentioned in the intro, but this is our first episode of the 52 so yeah first time bear with us on like format and actually talking and any kind of audio issues that might take place um and i'm not like i'm not super coherent all the time my meds are getting right also Um, this is the first time being recorded ever for anything really uh yeah well i've been recorded for stuff i guess but uh not not a podcast um Anyway, the way we, we viewed this, this isn't normal circumstances. I would never watch a movie in two parts just because I don't believe in doing that. Because it mess, it, it just messes up everything. Like, it messes up the flow. You start to forget things that happened in the first half that you saw. But also, you just it's disrespectful to the piece. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, we, we watched half together. And it was on my birthday, which was like, I don't know how many days ago. And then I would never normally stop, but it was not an enjoyable experience. I remember watching and being like fuck there's an hour left i can't do this right now uh and then i finished the rest earlier today by myself um yes so anyway would you like to talk about like what it's about uh first i guess let them know if they don't know <laughs> hold on i pulled the wiki page up but i feel like so I'm then why are like you I'm reading. me because you you say things more succinctly and without having to read like a i was whole... really just gonna read the synopsis from google really okay then do that because i'm not gonna read the whole plot because i guess that yeah all right so the dig google's description for it says in the late 1930s wealthy landowner edith pretty hires amateur archaeologist basil brown to investigate the mounds on her property in england he and his team discover a ship from the dark ages while digging up a burial ground which I think doesn't even really describe what the fuck happens in this movie. I mean, not really. I mean, I guess, like, with not talking about, like, the stuff that happens between the people and, like, relationships and shit, but a little bit, I guess. I don't even know if I knew that her name was Edith. No, because they called her Miss Pretty the whole time. Every time. Everybody. But you know what the really crazy part is that I realized, like, at the very end? It's a true story. Yeah, but I knew that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. said it at the that. beginning, and you just didn't read it. I didn't must have not read it. I don't know what was wrong. And then I looked at it, and I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, this is really... <laughs> <laughs> because last night Greg texted me and he was like, 
this doesn't make any or he said this movie makes makes no sense sense. the movie is just a clusterfuck of i don't know and the problem is that it is a true story and it's based on a book so i don't know where along the line it falls apart is the actual real life story not that great is the romanticization of it in the novel where things start breaking up or is it whoever wrote this movie that really just doesn't even understand the way humans work almost well i have i want to know how long the book is because i've noticed when there's adaptations like typically they're trying to make things a little more succinct and that might explain why why we were watching it like in the first half we were like why does it feel like it's a screenplay with five pages missing every 15 minutes um because it it looked like a real movie but when netflix does stuff sometimes it's like this seems like a real movie but it's not you know yeah. Like, it's not a real character, like, you know, like a period piece. Like, why is Carrie Mulligan in this? Um, she just looked frail the entire time. She was just walking around with a cane. I was like. But then. <laughs> okay. Quick rundown of the movie. Mrs. Pretty lives in like a manor in, in some kind of rural area of England. Her husband's a colonel with either the RAF or some part of britain's military pre-world war ii he dies i don't even remember i if think they he was already dead whether he died in action or just previous to the actions of the movie um she's they've always had like these weird man-made hills on their property she calls an excavator that's basil brown i don't know why <laughs> english people refer to basil as basil don't ask me he comes they negotiate his wages. She's not paying enough. He leaves. She pays enough. He comes back. He doesn't want to excavate the actual mound that she wants to excavate because he thinks that people have already stolen from there. Like five minutes later, for whatever reason, he's like, maybe they didn't steal from there because the shape is different, so let's <laughs> dig in there anyway. They start digging. They get to a point where they need structures to support it. Oh, my God. That he was leaves, my favorite part. And... The, the people leave to go get the stuff to help build the supports for it. Mrs. Pretty goes to look at it and he goes, don't go any closer because there isn't any structure holding that up. Yeah, it's not And then two sound. seconds later, the guy swings a shovel at the part that he just said wasn't supported and gets buried <laughs> under like a ton of dirt and basically almost drowns in dirt. And I was like... Which is why the movie should be called Dirt. Yeah, and I, that's why it escapes my mind that it's called The Dig. But yeah, he just like... And she doesn't even, like, say, like, why the fuck did you do that? She's like, are you okay? Like, you know, trying to help him. Like, he's an idiot. Like <laughs> He just told you, don't even go near it because it's so structurally unsound. unsound. Um, and then he immediately swings basically a pickaxe at the part that's unsound. Um, um, so after that, it's just a long, drawn out sort of, like, it's, a, it's just a dig. It's the dig. Like, well, people, no, but there... There's a couple things that this is the thing. Okay, well, I don't so, know if we should describe like the entirety of the movie. I mean, there's this part's not like every, you know, but this is something they should know. So when you romanticize like usually like, historical things, like they try to make it interesting with romance, right? And like sexual um Which there intrigue. also seem to be like the slightest bit of tension. Well, between... that's what I'm trying to tell. Them. Wait, I, there's a couple people. So Miss Pretty and Basil Brown, they have like this weird sexual tension, even though he is married and his wife and him have the strangest relationship because she comes to visit. They don't have sex which is this is not the only marriage i don't even think they kiss no i don't i don't really think so 
And you can tell that he's like my ugly ass wife and like Miss Pretty's here. Miss, she's pretty. She's a Gary Mulligan. So I will say that's cool. But that's not I the don't only. I don't know if he thinks of her like that. I because think there's a not enough bit. actual talking. They're British them. though, and this is like old timey. These were the nuances. But I that's was picking the problem is that it is in such an older period, even in recent history, where they weren't very affectionate back then, really. Yeah, but there's another. Um, uh, marriage i guess that we see between two people and they definitely don't have sex ever like he was like okay i think that guy's gay he might be because he freaked out about his wife well i'm assuming they've had sex but he was like saw her in the bath and he was like freaked out and then he did this really toxic masculine thing where he's like well i could have been one of the other guys in the house and then that's she, true so yeah. we're talking about peggy at this point peggy and who he refers to as margaret even and she's like, my she name is Peggy. Definitely likes to go by Peggy, which you can already tell that their relationship isn't clearly that solid if he doesn't even refer to her by her preferred name. But she was taking a bath after being covered in dirt all day. She had the door unlocked by accident. They're like, they're renting a room in a pub. So it's, it's a public, it's sort of like a hotel or a hostel. And he walks in. And freaks out. He's like, oh my god, you're naked. And leaves. And when she comes back into the room, he's like, I could have been anyone. Yeah, and then she tries to be playful and, like, unrobe and, like, try to get, like, naked. And he's like, what are you doing? I gotta take a bath now. Like... He also said we can't make a scene here. It's in their own bedroom. In a bedroom that has <laughs> double beds, which he said was just the way it was. But I feel like he almost asked for it that way. But he definitely... It seemed like he was closeted because there was this other guy on the dig... That kept having these long romantic pausing glances at Whoa, him. Whoa, I didn't catch that at all. When they at one point, right before Peggy finds the first gold artifact that they find, it was like a small gem, like wrought in gold. He and another dude on the dig were lifting a piece out of the ground, and he they had the longest sensual eye contact i've ever seen on anybody just picking up a piece of ancient history out of the ground i thought they and were... he, he like the way he told him we lived here or like whatever was like weirdly sexual and then at some point the husband gets sent to the lab in london yes. and that guy is going with him okay and then when the husband finally comes back at the end of the movie he is at the pub looking for his wife. They're having drinks again. But that guy says, I'm getting up to go. And the husband follows him. And you see the guy at the end of the hallway peeking at him and then running away like jauntily. Okay. I think I missed this, but I will tell you one thing I did notice is that when Peggy like ended it with him, he didn't really put up much of a fight. Because he's, gay. he's gay. This makes sense now. Because the whole thing is that at the beginning you're like, this guy is just so obsessed with his work. Yeah. He's like one of those. He has this hot wife who's like an awkward geologist, but she's still like sexier than anybody else there because it's just a bunch of grumpy looking men. Well, yes. And you think that he ignores her because he's obsessed with his work. But then there's this weird attraction to this other guy. Okay, that's And fair. you're like, well, clearly it's not just an obsession with work. You just don't like her. And... He offers to learn to love her, and she says no, because that it's not worth it. Well, that's true, but also she's got the hots for Edith's, Edith's cousin comes to... Which I also didn't understand, besides the fact that he was just a virile young man at the hot. dig. Yeah, he was hot. 
Like I, I was but like, but that's like, it. Yeah, but I thought it was so funny the way they talk about it. like cousin Edith. Is it cousin? <laughs> I just the way they talked was so weird. But he was um he was like sleeping out in the woods because he said the hot the house was too hot. He was like kind of like feral. Like, that was, was weird. weird. Yeah, but like sleeping in a tent in the woods because was the house weird. was hot. Yeah, and he was going into the air force, I guess. Um, that whole pilot scene was weird too. Where like, he crashes and dies. By the way, guys, I guess we're just going off the rails. We're just gonna talk, bring up yeah, random sorry. things that pop into our head about why this movie was just weird, or things that were interesting. Okay, that's fair. But wait, I just also should mention really quick too because we didn't tell them that Edith and her husband were actually. Um, I guess they they came on later onto the dig because it was just Basil at first. But I you think said Edith and her husband. Not Edith. I'm sorry. Uh, Peggy. Peggy and her husband. I don't even remember her husband's name. Whatever, whoever really? he is, it doesn't really matter. Also, the um, only reason she was even brought to the dig is because of the sexist um, archaeologist uh, that was in control of the dig because he basically just wanted a woman to be there because they're lighter weight. Well, yes, but also we should mention that it was on, a nor- like initially just Basil Brown and this guy came on and he was kind of a dick because he was like, Basil's not qualified. Um, we're going to give this stuff to like the British museum, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Like I, you know, and they had to ask, I don't know, Miss Pretty didn't really want them there. Um, um, yeah. So I don't know if it's like the British museum was the people who were like the head of it or or what. There was a local museum and the British museum and both of them wanted dibs on what was basically Miss Pretty's property. Yeah. But the British museum technically gets control over the site because of laws in england yeah and what's really weird too is they thought it was like a viking ship or whatever and they were all like treating it like oh you know this is important but it's not a big deal and once they once they realized it was like anglo-saxon they like were like oh my god these people had a culture yeah. they had they were important yeah they I was weren't like, just what savages the fuck? I was like, what? just because they're the precursors to your culture it was really messed up honestly i was like this seems right well not racist but like Maybe a little. Also, C.W., I don't even know what his actual name is. That's the archaeologist who was in charge of everything after the British Museum took over. So fucking annoying. He's annoying. So pretentious. Thinks he knows everything about everything. Denies the fact that Basil might know even a minute fact about history. Yeah. Even though he's known the entire time that this is this boat is older than shit. Like, it is... <laughs> <laughs> the oldest boat found in England at that point. And he keeps telling him it's not, even after he shows him evidence, after shit starts crumbling because it's been so compressed over so long. It was, yeah, it was a really rough thing to watch. And then also Miss Pretty, I don't... I don't just dying. She's, she's dying. She's just dying We don't know time. why, though. We, we don't, don't know, know what's why wrong besides the fact that she might have had, like, a birth defect in one of the valves in her heart. But I don't even know how they figured that out in that time period. This dude just connected her to an ancient computer, saw a readout, which was a bunch of squiggles on a piece of paper, and said, you're dying. And she was just progressively falling apart over the film. She was, like, sitting there in a lawn chair with, like, an umbrella. She's like, do you want some mint water? water. Barley water. That's what it was. (laughs) She's like, Peggy, do you want some barley water? I was like... (laughs) So she was just hobbling around with her fucking cane. And her son's kind of annoying, too. And his name's Robert. The timeline of the movie is non-existent you don't know how many days have passed no you don't know how many weeks have passed you don't know if it's been months all you know is that eventually they unearth the entire top layer of the ship but you see her go from being like a sprightly young woman with heartburn to basically being dead at the end of the movie yeah but how 
how long did it take? Because, like, if you just look at the actual passage of time in the movie, it's only been, like, six days. Yeah, that was the... Okay, I'm sorry. She's that, constantly yeah. going to London. How long does that take in that time period? <laughs> Where are they from? That, that That's an entire day's worth of trip. Yeah, she's saying, like, our, our uh, dig is um, causing uh, people in the town to be really interested. Like People they, all over the country. Yeah, people it was in came newspapers. to visit. Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I mean, I'm sorry that this, this like, our description sounds all over the place, but really this movie was, like, you know, like... <laughs> it really felt as if... Every 15 to 20 minutes, there was at least a three-minute scene missing. It just kept progressing in a way that didn't make sense. It didn't give you enough time to actually care about the characters. Like, you didn't really care that she was dying, except for the fact that her son was sad. Yeah, but I even found him to be, like, a very, like, caricature boy. Like, there was a scene where, I guess, like... He was the boy's boy for like 1930. Yeah, he's super annoying. And it's so weird. There's this scene where a pilot goes down. This is a random thing. I'm not going to. Which comes out of nowhere because there's an RAF base nearby. We've seen probably three or four flyovers by pilots training throughout the course of the movie so far. And then out of nowhere, you just hear sputtering. A single plane comes out of nowhere, which at this point. I thought it was like a German that got I shot down. I did too. Down I thought they were going to do something crazy. That was going to be like, what was that movie? I, oh. 1917? Oh, yeah. Where the plane crashes yeah. and the German goes crazy and yeah, kills, and kills him. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was going to be some crazy twist well, like that. Because they kept talking about the war. It's just an RAF pilot who's doing his first solo flight. Somehow his plane fell to well, shit said his, and he just crashed into the water and died. That's what she was trying but to say. But he just crashed into the water and died. Why was it even there? It was it, the only reason that was even included was just to put more pressure on the fact that Rory was joining the RAF. Yes. And we don't even really care about Rory. He just rode in on a motorcycle one day. Yeah, but we only care about him because he's going to have to hear of Robert because he's, and he's basically the photographer. Be but if he's going oh, to yeah. the RAF, World War II wasn't that quick. Edith is basically on death's door. Yeah, but he didn't know. Well, he didn't know, right? I don't know. It was weird, but the whole thing is the the little boy comes running out like to see the whole scene, and then Peggy's like, "Don't worry, uh, Miss, you know Edith or whatever. I'll just tell him that I'm not feeling well, and he'll want to take care of me." And that's exactly what she does, and it's like the stupidest thing. He's she's like, "Oh my God, I feel faint, Robert. Like, what am I gonna do?" And he's like, "You can lie down for a nap, and yeah, I'll take like, you a glass of water." When I'm not feeling well, I lie down and have a tall glass of water, and then just walked away and held a her motherfucking hand. plane just landed in the water. Like, I wouldn't give a fuck about you having a light headache. Like, are you serious? <laughs> I could, I could not with this movie. It was so boring in that English way. You know what I'm saying? You're like, oh, it felt like so long for a two-hour film. That you, it could be really good. Like, I like period pieces. And you know what? The actual design of the period was great. Like, the architecture looked great. The costumes were on point. Like, all of the clothing, their accents were decent for the time period. Good actor. Ralph Fiennes, Carrie Mulligan. I don't know about the other people, but I I recognize them from other places. That girl has definitely been in something. The one that, oh, that's just Lily James. Okay, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, she's definitely someone. Um, yeah. But I, it almost, she almost took over as the main character with an hour left in the movie. Yeah, because I'm telling you, really, that break didn't feel like a weird break that we took because it really felt like two It films. felt like a different movie. Yeah. We started off the focus on Basil and Miss Pretty. Yes. And at some point after she found that first artifact, 
this movie was now about Peggy. Yeah, about Peggy just and being an independent woman. The side view of Mrs. Pretty now helping her be an independent woman because she has that talk where she says, life is fleeting, I should know. <laughs> and basically says, break up with your husband and go fuck my cousin. Yeah. Because she even knew that she was into Rory because she was looking at Rory's pictures on the kitchen after he went to the RAF to get, like, his medical examination. And she started trembling. <laughs> she was so devoid of sensual affection that she began trembling at the sight of a picture of her. It's really uh, something. And I will say that the last two minutes, it's actually beautifully written and you would almost give a fuck if the movie was good. Like, oh, it was like talking about life being when, fleeting. And like, when the sun go, yes. takes them sailing yes. in, in that way that he did, it's like just sailing through the cosmos. It was a beautiful moment, which was intercut with Rory and Peggy Fucking in a field. And they're hot. So like, I'm about it. But that's not, we're having an emotional moment where Edith's son, as like an eight year old, is taking command of the fact that his mother is dying. And she, he's helping her through the catharsis of the fact that she won't be able to take care of her son. She is going to die. In terms of this movie, it's almost imminent. Yeah. And he is taking her sailing through the cosmos in this sh most ancient ship. And they're flying through the stars. And he's like, you know, we have to take the queen to meet the king. Time passes differently. Eventually, I'll sail up and find you again. It's beautiful. I'm getting chills to you talking about it. <laughs> and then two seconds later... Rory is just fucking riding Peggy, bro, in the middle of a field. And she's, like, gnawing on his neck. I honestly kind of feel like those things go together, though. I mean, that might be... But it really didn't. It was almost graphic, the difference in tone. That's because of, I understand carnal desire. I don't know. That could be the nymph in me. But I... And we've had this movie that was literally devoid of emotion. Like, now we're finally getting it. We're getting the sex that we wanted. We want, like, the sex, sex, ugh, sexuality, sensuality. We get... Her son kind of not being annoying for like the first time ever. Um, I give a fuck that she's dying all of a sudden. I don't know. I kind of think it Basil's worked. Basil's leaving there. Yeah. He's steering the ship. But it's just that it's not earned. Because you're like, wow, did I have to sit through two hours of this for this moment? Like, not really. Like, not Could have been a it. short film. Just Short film. Knowing that she was dying and then having her son steer the boat or whatever. I would have been about that. Yeah. But yeah. the fact that we sat through probably, I don't even know the runtime of the movie, but probably two hours before we saw this. I couldn't imagine watching this in a theater. I see why it's on Netflix. Because if I didn't have my phone or something to keep me, I, I couldn't. This was just not a good time. Um, but yeah, this was... They the tried to make it dramatic that World War II was happening. And even though we know exactly how devastating World War II is, it somehow wasn't dramatic enough because of the way they portrayed it in this movie. We should talk about how Greg only understands how devastating World War II was because I don't really perceive time and events in the way Actually, that they are. Actually, I think it was really interesting <laughs> that they referred to World War One as the Great War, which There's is accurate. The one. Be but they did call it the Great War because they didn't know what happened. Obviously, they don't know what happens in the future, but World War II was technically a greater loss of life, and it was a bigger war. And for the record, I think the Civil War was the most bloody. Is that true? Is that a real fact? Did Corona kill no. more people than Civil War? I don't know. Y yes. Yes. <laughs> I think. I'm pretty sure... <laughs> 
Still in the pandemic for the people listening in the way future. Yeah, way but, future. But uh, I'm pretty sure coronavirus has killed probably, or COVID-19 if we're being specific. Who knows how many there have been by now. Um, I also would um, like you But all. it's definitely killed more people in the United States alone than died in like the Afghanistan, Iraq, and other wars in the Middle East. Um, I have no concept of the people who have died during Corona or during those wars. Greg is my brain uh, for those. <laughs> also <laughs> might cut this out. Don't know. Uh, I think it's good for people to get to know who I am. Um, I live in just my own body. I only experience what's around me. So uh, these are just numbers to me. People are dead. I'm not sure. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. So there's three things that I wanted to mention. Uh, one is that Edith. Okay. She ends up giving the whole collection to the British Museum. For free. For free. Which is, like, kind of crazy. Um, but one of her requests was that Basil was included about, like, what he, you know, publicly, I guess, or, like, his in the museum. His contribution. Yeah, he basically con- found and unearthed this discovery. He's completely omitted for, like, years, we find out, after they... Uh, they Until put- much after he was dead, because it said that it happened, like, recently. Yeah, no, it was recent. Um, because they actually kept the whole, I guess, like, the treasure, like, underneath the British Museum, so it wasn't, like, bombed or, like, well, no, whatever. It was, it was in one of the underground stations for the... The entirety of the war. Yeah, so it wasn't put on display yet. But when it was, they didn't put his name in it. was already on display in the 40s, and they didn't. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay, I thought they immediately put it. Whatever. Um, no, they immediately put it on display after World War II. Like yeah. Like, once everything was back up. Yeah. But they didn't, they didn't put his name on it. So recently. No, I know. Yeah. But what I'm... Yeah, so anyway, that's what happened. Um, so I thought that was really fucked up. And then this is what I just read on the Wikipedia page. Apparently... Um, Peggy was a big deal, like, in real life. Like, the real archaeologist or whatever. Well, uh, was like, she an archaeologist? I thought she was something different. I think in real life, she was. Uh, wait, let me see what it says. Um, historical accuracy. Because she had a special. She wasn't inexperienced, though. Like, they no, said no, in the film that ha- she was. No, no. She told him. They portrayed her as inexperienced and only hired because of her light weight. But she was an experienced mm-hmm. archaeologist of her CW, own right. CW didn't know about her. She had even written like peer-reviewed papers and thought that that's why he hired her was because of the fact that she was actually a known name in the game. And the only reason he hired her wasn't even because of her. It was because of her husband and the fact that she was a woman and should be a lighter weight and able to go on like the gentle boat, like gently onto the boat because the boat was fragile. But yeah, she she really was like like she'd gone to school. She had like she But her and her husband wasn't actually much older than her and more experienced. That was also made up for the film. Um so that's kind of cool. Oh, what? Apparently Nicole Kidman had originally been slated to play pet uh Miss Pretty. That's cool. Nicole Kidman? What happened? I don't know, but I'm just thinking of the film now as Nicole Kidman like what it would have been like. I mean, you might care more about Miss Pretty, but also Carrie Mulligan pretty... No, I like it. her a lot. No, I was just curious. Um, oh, and this is this is kind of interesting, too. So, Rory, the cousin's actually fictional. And the people who took pictures, two of them were women. Like, extensively took photographs of the site, and they were omitted from the book and uh, film to, to create a romantic story. <laughs> it's really fucked Jeez. up. That's really fucked up. Could have just made Peggy gay. Oh, that could have been interesting. Well, I don't know. It would have it been just, interesting for the time. It's less feminism, though, than I was thinking, what they were kind of pushing with the film. Um, and also, I just wanted to say, this movie's highly rated on Rotten Tomatoes, which is 
probably the most misleading and most fucked up thing. But then the thing is that when you go on Rotten Tomatoes and you look at the actual critics' reviews, they don't post the whole review because it's aggregated from each of those reviewers' websites. But they put little spiels from the full review. And a lot of the reviews that were very positive didn't really have a lot of positive stuff to say in that little space. A lot of them were like, don't really know what happened in this movie, but it was okay. Well, Rotten Tomatoes is weird like that because it just has to be fresh. Like, they don't have to be, like, a terribly horrible review or a terribly positive to get, you know what I mean, like, rated or whatever, but, like, for the individual critic. But the weird thing, um, what was I going to say about uh, Rotten Tomatoes? Oh, I don't know how many critics saw this film because it's not like going to the movies. So I don't know even, like, do you know? There was a decent number. It was a high number. And were they, like, top critics? Like, ranked by the site? Or are they just, like, kind of ranked? Like, I don't really know. Because, like, they were the from stages. random agencies. Okay, so it wasn't like the so New York Times. So there's 133 critics' reviews. Oh, that's so high. If I go by top critics, there's The Spectator, The Observer from the UK, Time Magazine. Okay. New York Magazine. These are real, then. This is legit. This is legit. The dude from New York Magazine says none of this would have worked without the presence of such fine actors. I agree with that. Not that I think it worked, but if it hadn't been for the quality of the actors, I in feel this like it was movie, just so performative. Yeah, I feel like if you, yeah, just maybe it's because of the year the the standards are lower too. I don't know, because it just looked like a real movie. It just I didn't feel that way. I don't know. Who see, this I? is a believable review. Had the narrative stayed the course established in the early goings, it might have been unremarkable but satisfying. As it is, there's too much of the former and too little of the latter. Sorry, that's my cat. As in, it's very unremarkable, but not very satisfying. Yeah, so that's the, the dig for you, people. Like, that's just. But then this day. positive review says lots to admire, but not enough to love. Mulligan is MVP. She is. But that's not necessarily <laughs> a good review. Well, like I said, they don't have to be super positive to get fresh. It's just saying if it's fresh or it's, it's you know, or to be rotten, it's like however many... I don't know. It just depends. I don't know. I don't think Rotten Tomatoes is the best way to score a movie anyway. Also, Peggy has the chance to have the affair with Rory before the end of the film. I want to say like 30 or 45 minutes before one night she's... She didn't leave her husband yet, though. I think she verbally told him. She hadn't left her husband yet, but she had a very emotional encounter with Rory. Yeah. And she has the chance to cheat with him there. Like, she has the chance... I don't think she's that kind of ...to woman. make it go through. She doesn't do it. They break up later on, but then she immediately goes to Rory when he shows up. I think that's fair, because at least she told her husband, like, this isn't going to work, and he kind of accepted it, and then she went off. Because, like, again, people back then were supposedly more virtuous. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't even cheat now. I'm not with anyone, but I'm I'm a hoe, and I wouldn't do it, so I, I believe Peggy. <laughs> like... Yeah, I do. Um, I don't really have much also, else. Also, damn, you can't leave some money for Basil, bro. Oh, that's right. She literally was like, like this guy. What he 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 made? What was it like two pounds a day or a week? I don't even. She gave it to the museum for free, and she wasn't even like. Might have been two pounds a week. I don't even remember how much it really was. But this guy wasn't making that much money. He got like a slight raise working for her, and then she gifts it all to the museum. I even thought that was strange because she didn't. 
I would have asked for money just because I knew I was going to die. Like, yeah, how much nice... money does her estate have that she's going to die and leave her son there being taken care of Rory, but Rory's not going to be there Rory's because he's there. in the middle of a war. So who's going to take care of whatever the hell her son's name was Robert? for free? I was one... well, actually, we could look this up in real life. I guess this was a true story. I was like, maybe given to Basil, but like him and his frumpy wife, who's frumpy? Pretty asked his wife whether she would let Robert visit. But she seemed kind of like peeved about it. Yeah. And also maybe just adopt the kid. I don't know. Both parents are dead. You two clearly don't look like you're ever going to have kids. But like Basil kind of likes him. Robert definitely likes Basil. I also feel like they're older too. Like Basil's old. They were both old and just weird. Yeah, but Carrie Mulligan. He was weird. Well, yeah. Basil was weird. Yeah. He was weird. He was just he he, like like the human version of a of a mole. Like a mole rat, like digging through the dirt. I... Very like anti personal. I don't know what's wrong. Sorry, my cat is being super affectionate. All of a sudden, she's like ignored me all day. Like I don't even know why she's doing. I'm not even really on good terms with my cat, like that. Um, she's gained a lot of weight and she's just, she's rude. I'm a little over her and I really want a dog and I can't get one until she passes. So I guess we're just, she's Miss Pretty. (laughs) She's like a not pretty Miss Pretty. Except fat instead of like a failing heart. (laughs) Yeah. I'm, I'm jealous of Carrie Mulligan. She has such a thin frame. I don't even know how she maintains it. (laughs) Anything else? No, I think I think that's good for our first episode. I mean, hopefully... What would you give this movie out of 10? What would you give this podcast episode out of 10? That's a good question, too. Um, but also, I asked you a question. Oh, me? What oh, I thought you, I thought you were asking out of the 10. viewers. I'm asking you. We're never going to hear potential back from them. To, no, you can leave comments. and th- Yeah, that's how we get feedback. We're not going to hear back from them now. We don't know when you'll hear... You know, what I'm here for you. What would you rate this movie out, out of 10? 10? You want it out of 100? You need a bigger scale? No. Fuck. I mean, I guess five is just like a mediocre movie, right? Like. But did it make you feel like you wasted your time? That's the real question. I'll tell you that. Because that brings it down. I watch movies through a few lenses because I went to film school. I don't know if we let you know about this in the intro, but like. Probably. Yeah, I went to film school. So I I look at things as a filmmaker. I look at things through film criticism because I actually really liked doing all that stuff to theory, history, criticism, whatever. I'm just some guy. But yeah, he was smart. Um, but the last lens is just as someone who wants to be entertained. Like I fell in move, like in love with movies because I liked being entertained. Was this entertaining? No, that's the biggest offense. And that has to bring it below a five. Yeah. Because a five is something that you can watch and be entertained, but either not have anything to take away from it or not have it been really memorable, but you didn't feel like you wasted your time. While watching it. Like at least it commanded some sort of attention. I guess I have to give it a four only because... It was so technically well done. I guess I have to. I have well, to. Well, because give it the a four. camera work was good. Yeah, we talked about it. The yeah, the set design I was good. To. I have to give it a four. What do the I want? The acting was good. I was. I will reluctantly give it a four. <laughs> Can I say that? It's a reluctant four. Um, it could have been a six or a seven, but yeah, I think for me, it's it's a four too. It's a reluctant four, and they're lucky that it's not lower. Not that they're lucky about anything because our review doesn't matter. Yeah. But it's a four. It's a four. Reluctant four, though. Which means 
there's probably better movies you could watch that have all of those things right, plus they're entertaining. So really, should you watch it? No. Unless you're, like, super invested in, like, this particular historical find for whatever reason. And it also wasn't as long as I thought it was. It was only an hour and 52 minutes, but it felt like two and a half hours. It felt like three for me, so... <laughs> I'm glad that it only felt like that long for I almost you. didn't know it was even that short. I knew it was two hours. I saw it early, and I was like, fuck. It was an hour and 52 minutes. Yeah, it's almost two hours. It's close. Credits. Like, this movie was bad, guys. Sorry. Don't watch it. I mean, watch it if you want. Like, Or maybe you've already watched it, and that's why you're listening to this, to just talk shit with somebody else. Or maybe you really like this movie and we're assholes. I don't know. But uh, it's a four. Yeah. I mean, I feel strongly. But, like, again, we don't matter, so however you feel about it, uh, you know. Um, and leave comments, even if you're, like, two years ahead. I don't know. Maybe someone will find this in some sort of archaeological dig. Like, maybe you'll be an alien, like, a thousand years from yeah, now. Yeah, maybe you'll find a hard drive in a time capsule. <laughs> On the barren, post-apocalyptic version of Earth. Yeah. And you'll want to listen to two random, long-deceased humans talk about a movie that really wasn't that great. I probably didn't die. I only died probably a few years from now. Just so you know. He lived a long life. That's why you'd be long-deceased. I'd be longer than you. I would be, too. The world's gone. Yeah. No, I'm just letting them know. This is one of my last last things. All right, guys. Catch you on the next film. Bye.